We are Anthony and Danielle. We own a pet food store in Columbus, Ohio called Fangs and Fur that is focused on educating pet owners on feeding food nature intended for our pets. You can find us on Instagram at Fangs and Fur Pets or Facebook at Fangs and Fur. If you want to send in a question for Anthony to answer at the end of each episode, message us through our website at fangsfur.com. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and leave a review. This is the Fangs and Fur Podcast. Is it allergies or not? Here are some things to think about. So today, on today's episode, um, today is actually recording this on May 13th, so we are well into allergy season, especially here in Ohio. And based off a a customer's question from the last episode, I kind of wanted to, well, I wanted to talk about allergies, specifically with our dogs and cats. So essentially today, my my goal is kind of to talk about really what an allergy is, um, and then also give some pointers to to help alleviate or otherwise uh, manage your pet's allergies or sensitivities and hopefully give them some relief. Cause I think it's more about managing these allergies. It's not like really, you're going to get rid of them, but um, if we can manage these allergies or sensitivities, then we can kind of provide them with some good relief. This is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly professional team and offer conventional medicine, dentistry, and surgery, as well as integrative options such as acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, and more. We emphasize fresh foods because you wouldn't want to eat processed food every day, right? Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, or Facebook, or give us a call at 614-888-2100. We see this a lot in the shop where pet parents are, they're spending a lot of money on allergy tests for their pets, which is totally fine. But I will say that, you know, first we have to understand that there's about a 40% accuracy um, for the environmental allergy test and about t- only 25% accuracy for the food. So when you, when you couple that along with the fact that if your dog's already eating kibble, I feel, I've, I know there's a lot of people that feed dry food and I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to, um, degrade that at all, but I just, w- w- when the dog's eating the dry food, it's, it's so inflammatory. The gut is so inflamed. Um, it's so the gut's so damaged that it's just, I, 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 it's, this is my opinion. I feel like that test is a complete waste. Um, cause it's just not going to be accurate. Um, most likely the dog's just suffering from leaky gut. And if we just provide them with some fresh food instead of some ultra processed food, we can, we can, we can fix that. These tests, we, we still use them a lot for, I mean, I, I again, I don't think they're, um, very accurate, but I think we can use them as a guide or kind of a roadmap, you know, to kind of, okay, so, you know, your dog's showing red or showing really sensitive to these proteins um, or these, these allergens. So let's, let's stay away from those for now. And then maybe later on, once we, once we heal the gut, then we can, we can reintroduce those. One of my, my biggest fears with these, these tests is again, I think that most likely the dog, especially if they're being fed kibble or, you know, being exposed to high amounts of glyphosate, like Mozzie was, uh, when we moved back here, um, is that there's, there's everything under the sun is going to show up on these tests. So I, I don't want people to take these tests, these allergy tests and then think, okay, I'm just going to feed one protein. I'm going to feed a rabbit for the dog's remainder of their life. At some point, you're going to run into some deficiencies um, if you're just going to feed one protein. So, and I don't care if feeding, you know, if that's raw food or kibble or whatever, just feeding one food, you're you're going to have some issues. Um, so that's something we definitely want to stay away from. And if you're not familiar with what leaky gut is, we do have a previous podcast about this, so you can uh, always reference that. 
<clears throat> there's lots of good information too. Um, I think Dogs Naturally has a really good article on leaky gut. Um, I know Julianne Lee from uh, Dord Beast is like the leaky gut doctor. <laughs> she's, she's, her specialty is leaky gut. So she's got some really awesome uh, YouTube videos about that as well. But let's, uh, I kind of want to talk about what allergies actually are. So real quick, allergies occur when the immune system starts overreacting um, specifically to something in the environment. So it could be dust or mold, um, allergens like pollens. And your dog's immune system thinks that this, that these foreign particles are bad, even if they're not. So their immune system starts producing antibodies to fight them off. Um, in the dog's body, ours too, um, bone marrow produces B cells that are responsible for the uh, creation of these antibodies that attack the, these foreign invaders, these particles, things like viruses and, and allergens. These B cells produce a specific antibody for allergens called IgE, immunoglobulin E or IgE. So when, when this pollen or allergen enters the body, this IgE alerts the, the this antibody alerts the immune system and it attaches itself to the mast cells in the body. And these mast cells contain chemicals like histamine that kill the foreign particles in these, these allergens, which I, you know, that's how the immune system works and that's, that's good. But histamine also causes what, the symptoms that we see of, of allergies, right? So the itchiness and the, red, the uh, redness and inflammation, et cetera. So in this shop, I hear a lot of people, really they, when they come in, they think that, okay, this, their dog definitely has a food allergy. Um, but very, it's actually not, it's not common. I, I really don't think the allergies are as common as, as we say they are, um, or that we think they are, but a lot of people believe it's food related. Most of the time, I'd say if they actually do have an allergy, it's, it's going to be environmental, um, especially here in Ohio. Um, I've mentioned this before, but we live in this Valley, um, where all these pollens just seem to hang out and drop in. I see this a lot. But we need food that supports the dog's or cat's body. Um, and we need that food not to be inflammatory. So regardless of if, if it's food or environmental, feeding feeding a fresh food diet is obviously really going to help support the body. And I'll get into this later. But there's there's some you know diets out there. And this is also another previous podcast where we talked about the allergy prescription diet. Um, you know, it's 57% sugar. So I don't think I need to go into depth there. But when you're feeding a diet that's almost 60% sugar. I mean, imagine yourself just eating, you know, 60% of your, you know, daily food intake is sugar. You're going to have some issues. So let's, let's start feeding some fresh food. Also, when you're feeding, when you're feeding raw food or you're feeding real food, you can easily eliminate foods that are causing reactions. So I have a lot of people that want like limited ingredient food, and I see a lot of people who are on limited ingredient diets uh, for allergies and specifically like kibble diets. The problem is there's still 50 ingredients in there, if not more. And a lot of them, we don't know what they, what's really in it. The ingredient labels aren't accurate. Um, they still have like a year to change out the bag. So you got to go to the website to, to get the most up-to-date ingredients. We don't really know what's in the meat meals or the chicken meals or whatever. We talked about this before, but Rachel Ray's limited ingredient formula you know, supposed to be limited ingredient lamb and rice. Turns out it had chicken, uh, cow, horse, dog in the recipe. So you just don't know. You just have no control over what you're feeding. And then you compare that to a food like Answers Pet Food, you know, that has, they have a straight formula that has five ingredients. Steve's, I always 
I always pull Steve's out of the freezer to show people that it's just, it's really basic. It's really simple, just whole food ingredients. Like if, if you start feeding that to your dog, it's a lot easier to tell what's, what's causing an issue when you have fewer ingredients you're dealing with. So I just kind of wanted you to understand what, what allergies really are, kind of where they come from. Today, I also want to focus on what we can do to alleviate or manage environmental allergies, um, especially because it's so so prevalent right now, and and most dogs suffer from, like I said, environmental allergies. And we want to do this. You know, the goal is to to manage these allergies without the use of pharmaceuticals, um, Avoquil, Cytopoint, because those are those are pharmaceuticals, and they are you know they're immunosuppressants. So while it's totally okay. You know, I know a lot of people, they're just at a point where they need to give their dog some relief and we definitely want the pet to be comfortable. So I, I totally understand that. Um, but long-term use, I, I just really, um, I don't promote that at all. It really can just open the, the animal to disease because again, it's an immunosuppressant. So it's just shutting down parts of the immune system. So what can we do? Feeding a fresh food diet, right? So fe- feeding real food. Again, this will help support your dog's body especially during a time in, in which it's clearly stressed by the environment. It will most importantly feed um, and support your dog's microbiome, um, ensuring it's diverse and robust, which in, will turn in turn support their immune system. 80% of their immune system is in their gut. So I can't stress enough how important it is to, to support their gut, to making sure that you're feeding fresh food, you're feeding food that contains enzymes and, and probiotics um, naturally, and is not creating a bunch of inflammation. You know, raw food diets or even gently cooked diets are going to be way more bioavailable to your pet, to your dog. And so what that means is it's going to, it's going to take less work from the dog's body to be able to break that food down and, and absorb the nutrients. So less stress on the body. I say this a lot, but you can't support or you can't supplement your way out of a bad diet. So if you're eating McDonald's all day, every day, and but you're supplementing with a, you know, a probiotic, you you can't ex, you can't expect your problems to subside. All right, you're still going to have the same issue. So, I think you know the most important thing you can do is is again just feed real food. And then kibble is just naturally you know it's going to be inflammatory. Um, just the general makeup of of dry pet food is it's a lot of carbohydrate. And I think there's some you know obviously some better kibbles out there, but a lot of them are again high in carbohydrates, but also you know. We talk about mold and, and, and aflatoxins and some other, and glyphosate and some other stressors that are going to be present, you know, and they could be the culprit to all of this. You know, it might not even be allergies. It might just be, um, well, it could be allergy to mold or it could be uh, a sensitivity to, well, not sensitivity to, it just could be high amounts of glyphosate in their system. So the whole idea is to let food be that medicine, um, not, not a poison. So uh, feed real food. That's the first thing, first and foremost. And I'm not even saying like, even if you don't want to do raw food, that's up to you, but you could even do a gently cooked diet. You could do a, an at-home gently cooked diet. There's so many good, easy to follow recipes out there now to make sure that you're getting all their requirements. So the second thing is omega-3 supplement. So this is really important. Again, and this is this is kind of like, I always tell people like, try this out for 30 days. So feed a real food diet, feed a fresh food, raw food diet for 30 days. Let's do an omega three supplement for thirty days, and we'll double the dose on that too. Um, if the dogs, if the dogs inflamed and having some skin and allergy issues, so you know omega threes are they're anti inflammatory, so they they regulate inflammation in the body. We have a really awesome one right now called uh, 
it's, it's by Adored Beast. It's called the uh, Potent C Omega-3. It's actually an algae-based fish oil. Sorry, that's not true. It's an algae-based omega-3 supplement. So it's uh, really, it's actually going to be higher in EPA and DHA than, than fish oil is and greenlit muscle as well. So it's really potent stuff. It's super clean. So the reason why they, they are extracting it from algae is because they don't want to, A, harm the ocean. And they also want to keep it clean. So, you know, a lot of these fish oils are, you know, they have some heavy metal toxicity, some lead, mercury, things like that. So getting away from that, making sure that's not causing any stress. And then it's also, you know, a lot of these fish oils, by the time they get to us, are are rancid anyways. And then you open it up and you're pumping it and it's staying on a shelf and it's not a shelf-stable product. And it just, they oxidize this. The omega-3s are really fragile fats and they'll oxidize really easily. So you're essentially feeding your dog rancid fats, which are actually going to cause more issues. So really big caution when using fish oil. Um, if you do, just make sure there's there's certain things, um, certain certifications that you want to look out for. And um, molecularly distilled is another important thing. So making sure they're not using chemicals to to separate the, the fats and some other ones. But that is the most, you know, if you're, that's, that's if you're going to use fish oil. Uh, just be very careful about where you're getting it from. But I can't, um, and I think we're actually going to put this on the, the show notes for uh, the products that we recommend. But yeah, the uh, Adored Beast Potency Omega-3, um, it's been really, really popular in the store. Um, and I've been using it for a couple months now, just with our dogs. Um, they're getting a little dry towards the end of winter. So anyways, that's the omega-3. So first one was feeding a fresh diet. Uh, second one is omega-3 supplement. Um, we want to do that for, you know, 30 days. And I would even double the dose for um, the first 30 days. And then the next thing we want to do is arm the gut. So we need to start looking at some pre and probiotics. So we were kind of, we kind of talked about this before, but dogs with leaky gut. Um, this is also just a gut dysbiosis, right? So when I say leaky gut, it's essentially the, the gut is out of, it's, it's not balanced. It's out of balance. It's out of whack. It's, you know, we have uh, a yeast over, well, you could have a yeast overgrowth. You just too much bad bacteria happening in the gut and we need to, to fuel or feed the, the healthy bacteria and decrease the uh, inflammation. But dogs with, with leaky gut or this gut dysbiosis produce less of an enzyme that breaks down histamine. So this will really, when the dog has leaky gut or dysbiosis, you will see a lot of times you'll see, you know, itchy skin for this reason. So definitely adding a pre probiotic, uh, adored beast has some awesome probiotics. They're the only ones that we actually, that's not true. We sell, we sell another probiotic by uh, carnivore, which is really awesome. We typically go to the adored beast line of pre and probiotics. I like them because, well, they're really high and they're CFU. So most of their product lines are, they're going to be over like 2 billion or above. Uh, most of them are 30 billion CFUs, colony forming units of bacteria. And then there's multiple strands and they're canine specific strands or feline specific strands of bacteria. So they're not just using random strands of bacteria. They actually, um, it's bacteria from healthy, from healthy animals. And then they use prebiotics in them to help kind of prebiotics are like the food for the probiotics. So once they're in the gut, it really helps sustain them and keep them, keep them there, keep them healthy. And probiotics, I would do the same thing. So I would do it uh, twice daily and I would double up for the 30 days. So making sure they're getting a healthy amount of bacteria. Again, most of this bacteria, I don't say most, but a lot of the bacteria dies on the way, you know, through the digestive process. Dogs, 
you know, their, their, their pH is really low, which means that they're super acidic. So a lot of this stuff dies out. That's why it's important to always look for probiotics that are in the billions to, you know, hopefully over 10 billion. Um, I know there's some popular ones out that are not even, yeah, I think they're like a hundred million or something like that, but we need a lot more for our pets. So we use, I personally, I, the gut soothed by adored beast, love bugs, Fido's flora is another one. All these are, are made by adored beast. Gut soothed is cool. It's a pre and probiotic and then it has, um, slippery elm and marshmallow root. So it's really good at, uh, just like a, it's like a natural gut anti-inflammatory. And we have a lot of dogs on this stuff pretty routinely. It's, it's I've seen that product do amazing stuff. Love bugs. It's just a pre and probiotic. So it's just a, a pretty simple, uh, more basic, uh, pre and probiotic, but also really great. Um, I use it all the time just to keep my, my dog's uh, guts in check. And then they have Phytos flora, which is, uh, also a pre and probiotic, but it has humic and fulvic acid in it as well. Um, which is really cool and really good for the gut, especially for the, the, the permeability of the, uh, intestinal lining in the gut. So I would say any one of these is, would be a great, great product. If you're having a dog with, um, that we need to really protect the gut or, or heal the gut. We are so proud of our sponsor today. Our friends at Steve's real food who help make the fangs and fur podcast come true. Steve's makes real food from locally sourced ingredients that enable you to give your dog or cat nutritional meals every single day with no fillers or preservatives. Anthony, what do you like best about Steve's? Well, a lot of things really. For one, their long history. They've been doing it longer than most. But more importantly, they're whole food ingredients. They don't use any synthetics and it's real simple. What do you mean simple? Well, when people look on the back of the bag of kibble, they see a long list of ingredients that most people don't even know what they are. You'd almost have to be a chemist to know. When they come into Fangs and Fur, I'll always pull out a box of Steve's Real Food and I'll show them what's in their food. And what you see is beef, beef heart, beef liver, beef kidney, raw goat's milk, broccoli, real food. And Mozzie likes it too, so I'm a big fan of Steve's. I know Anthony and I love their mission statement to produce food that is good for your pet and the land they walk on. So come into our shop to learn more about Steve's from Anthony or visit stevesrealfood.com. Another thing to do, and, and this is often overlooked, but you know, for 30 days, I would really look into washing your dog two or three times a week. And that's hard for me to say, cause I don't really, I don't, I hate washing my dog. I don't really believe, <laughs> I can't say I don't believe in it, but I don't like to do it cause I don't want to ruin their microbiome, um, and, and strip the oils on their coats and things like that. But during this kind of, this protocol that we're talking about, you know, for, for 30 days, I would, I would do it quite a bit. I would do it probably two to three times a week. Uh, maybe more if the if the itching gets really bad. Dr. Karen Becker talks about this a lot, just how, yeah, it's more of a like a mechanical thing. Um, but it's where our dogs are essentially just swiffers and they just collect all the pollens on their coat. But not only are they swiffers and they're, you know, collecting all this pollen, but they're also not getting bathed every night or every day like we do. So they're just this stuff is just accumulating on them. So rinsing them off or giving them, you know, baths will really help just kind of keep these, these possible allergens or, or um, particles that are causing disrupting their, their balance, um, keep that off them. So, um, I'm a big fan of the, we've recently got the Wonderside shampoo bars, which I really like just cause they're simple, really simple ingredients and they're free of, of colors and dyes and fragrances, uh, fennel free, clove free. So, um, it's just really simple. They're simple bars of soap. They smell nice to have some essential oils, but again, just really basic. So 
just be careful about which shampoo. You know, you don't want a whole bunch of chemicals that you're using um, on your dog, especially when they're already inflamed. So essentially what we're doing here is we're, we're fighting inflammation um, with the use of the omega-3s and also the fresh food. And then we're strengthening the gut with pre and probiotics. And also the, the, if we're doing the raw food, there's uh, you know naturally occurring pre and probiotics there. And then lastly, we're eliminating any external allergens um, or triggers for your dog. So there are some other things that I think are worth mentioning that we can try, you can try adding. Kirsten has been really popular lately. Uh, it's actually a, a bioflavonoid. It's really, it's a really important component to, well, to our diets and also our, our dog's diets. But this particular uh, bioflavonoid, Kirsten, uh, it's, it, it contains antihistamine compounds that will actually help eliminate inflammation and allergic reactions. And there's lots of studies that show this, um, show that Kirsten could actually turn off histamine production. So I think we'll actually attach that study to, to the notes on the show as well. So some good sources are garlic and apples, uh, bananas, broccoli. Those are all really good sources of, of Kirsten. Some of you listening might think, oh my gosh, he just said feed garlic. And I, I did. Garlic is, it is safe to feed your dog. It actually is really beneficial for a lot of different reasons, especially this time of year. Garlic is a natural flea and tick preventative. Most people freak out because there was a study done a few years back and there was, they were feeding dogs an insane amount of garlic. I think it was, um, I can't remember how many cloves. I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but it was an insane amount of garlic because they were seeing how much it would take to to cause a toxicity. Just feeding fresh minced garlic um, on top of their food can can be um, a really good source of, of quercetin. Another thing to do I think is incredibly important that people, we tend to overlook this, but um, start looking at things that you can control in their environment. So Candles is one that um, I know a lot of people have candles in their home. It's not candle season right now, but people still have them. And we just got to make sure that, you know, there's, you know, paraben free and fragrance free. Uh, you know, hopefully they're natural beeswax or soy, coconut wax, lead free wicks. Just make sure there's super clean candles if you're going to keep them in your house. I've, I've seen this happen where we've eliminated candles from how, from people that were, you know, pretty heavy on the candle usage and we've eliminated those and it helped out tremendously. So, um, just be cautious of that. Be cautious of chemical cleaners using the house, um, detergent soaps, you know, that are used, especially on their beds. Um, some of you may have read the forever dog. They talk about flame retardant, the pet beds and on our furniture and how much of an irritant that can be. Flea and tick preventatives, obviously, going to be very in inflammatory um there were essentially those are just insecticide based treatments um especially you know putting directly on the skin some of them so that will cause some inflammation or sensitivities and then yard spray you know this is a big one this time of year everyone's spraying the yard every year i'm, I'm continuously disappointed by how many white signs i see on people's lawn saying you know keep children and pets off i think for like three days or something like that but it's like my God, like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, why are we spraying all this stuff on the grass? Especially Mozzie, when we moved back to Ohio, he had issues because both our neighbors on, on both sides of us were heavily using uh, these products and it just absolutely destroyed him. So we had to go through a, um, well, we had to change his, change his diet up a little bit, went to super, went to the, the straight formula, super simple to 
kind of relieve any kind of inflammatory markers. And then had to do some detox on them as well. So the glyphosate is a, is a real, is a real issue. So, um, just be, you know, cognizant of, of that and using those kind of chemicals. The HEPA air purifiers are great. Strongly recommend in any household, you know, they capture allergens and viruses, bacteria, dust, pollen, smoke, mold spores, pollutants, uh, VOCs. I mean, they're everything and it's good for you and the dog. So, um, the whole family. So, uh, definitely that can, that can really be beneficial. There is some of you may have heard of like a yogurt or kefir mask that you can put on your dog's uh, skin and coat. I've actually never done this before, but I've heard, I've, I know a few people that have and, and really saw some, some improvements. So they use a, a ratio of uh, three tablespoons of organic yogurt to one half teaspoon of uh, probiotic. And you can actually increase the amount of yogurt just depending on the size of the dog, but you want to leave it in for a half an hour and then, um, rinse it off with just water. So you can do that a few times and see uh, see how they respond and how, how their skin uh, responds. Another product I like to use, this is the last one, is the Phytosynergy. So again, it's another Adored Beast product, but you know, the Phytosynergy is, it's kind of an expensive one, but they actually, it's expensive because it's, it's it actually works. It's really, uh, it's really a quality product. Um, they, uh, harvest this, uh, it's essentially phytoplankton that they harvest, uh, up in Canada in filtered, uh, Atlantic ocean water. And it's just packed. It's, it's, uh, it's actually a, a single cell uh, organism. Um, and it's super bioavailable. It actually absorbs through the dog's membrane, um, before it even reaches their, their digestive system. So it's an awesome product. It's, it's so it's packed with trace minerals and chlorophyll, um, essential amino acids, um, EPA, so the omega-3 fatty acid, uh, protein, antioxidants, uh, vitamins. But one of the antioxidants it really has um, or is worth mentioning is the um, superoxide dismutase. These antioxidants are really known to fight uh, inflammation and disease. So another really good product to add that's you know, it's just a, again, it's just one, it's just a single celled organism. So you're not adding too much to the diet, but you're, you are adding a lot of, of, of beneficial nutrients. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly professional team and offer conventional as well as integrative medical options like acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, stem cell therapy and PRP, and more. Visit us at lifetimepetwellness.com Instagram and Facebook to learn more about us. So those would be my tips. So again, just to kind of go over them, feeding a fresh food diet, making sure we're at least doing that. I think in most cases, you're going to find that your dog just has leaky gut. And, you know, once we heal that gut, all these allergies, and I'm I'm using air quotes, um, allergies will subside. The allergy tests, you know, they, like I said, they can be used as like a starting point, but just know that they're not, they're not incredibly accurate. Um, and if your dog has leaky gut, I mean, honestly, I, I don't think they're worth too much. So before even spending the money on those, I would probably, I would not probably, I would put my dog on a fresh food diet and see if that doesn't help, you know, at least do it for 30 days and see if we see any kind of uh, response or any kind of progress. Uh, not to say that it will be totally healed, that the animal will be, 
the, the dog would be totally healed in 30 days, but we should start seeing some progress within that time frame. And then again, the omega-3 supplement to, to help regulate the inflammation. Um, big fan of the potency omega-3 supplement from Adore Beast. Again, they don't sponsor us or anything. I'm just telling you what I what products I really like and I've really seen um, help a lot of dogs in the shop. I'd actually double that dose for 30 days as well, the first 30 days. Making sure we have um, some kind of plan for the gut as well. So a pre and probiotic, uh, the gut suit, the love bugs, Phytos 4 from Adore Beast are great. And then just rinsing your dog off um, or, get, or bathing your dog, you know, two to three times a week. If itching is really bad, even more. Only doing this for 30 days. Um, I don't want to go past the 30 days because I don't want to completely just disrupt the dog's microbiome. But this can really help with the whole with the whole uh, itching. So, and then of course we have all these other things I've I had mentioned. The the quercetin, the whole you know, there's a lot of whole foods that contain healthy amounts of quercetin. Making sure we're we're paying attention to what's in the environment that we can control. Um, candles, chemicals, detergents, uh, flea and tick preventatives, yard sprays, things like that. The use of air purifiers can be really beneficial. And then the Phytosynergy. So obviously a really awesome product that I can't recommend enough. So I think this is a good start. I just wanted to give you some some good pointers for now as we're entering, um, or as we're actually in full swing of allergy season. So um, these things can hopefully give you a leg up. So that's it. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can find us a few different ways. You can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com. You can find us on our website, fangsfur.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at fangsandfurpets. The views and opinions on this podcast should not be used as an alternative to veterinary advice. We always encourage you to seek the professional advice of your vet. Before starting a raw diet, we encourage you to ask lots of questions, do your research, and speak with a qualified vet and or canine feline nutritionist.